This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart. Craig Breslow with Gresh and Fourier. He is the new chief baseball officer over at uh, Fenway Park. And uh, financial limitation isn't a concern. I know that was said during the press conference. Uh, Craig, can you sort of add some context to that? Because, as you know, that is one thing the Red Sox fans have always had their eye on is the spending or lack thereof. Is that financial limitation isn't a concern as open-ended as it seems? Uh, you know, what, what I can say is, as you know, I spent a lot of time with John and Tom and Mike and Sam through this process, uh, you know, and at no point did I get the feeling that their minds were set on anything other than building a sustainable winner. Uh, you know, it's, it's up to us to kind of collectively uh, execute the vision um, that, you know, building a sustainable winner entails and, you know, Kind of for me at this point, it's building around that young, exciting core, some of whom are in the big leagues right now, some of whom are coming, uh, and, and some of whom are not in the organization just yet. It is breaking Boston on this November 3rd, 2023, and the Boston Red Sox, you just heard him, have a new chief baseball officer after being turned down by many, many candidates. Craig Breslow not only accepted the job, he was officially announced yesterday, had a press conference with Sam Kennedy and John Henry and Alex Gora kind of there. Uh, yeah, they and were, then had they a were visit there. With, back. Well, yeah, they were there. So they were kind of there. There's no reason for an owner to be there if you're not going to talk. So I, I don't know yeah. what that – and I actually don't want John Henry to talk because – and by the way, that is producer boy Coop Leonard. He's our main man on the baseball scene. Um, I don't want John Henry to talk because I generally think when John Henry talks, bad things are said and it cre- it opens up Pandora's box. So um, maybe he is better there in body, but not in voice. But Craig Breslow is officially running, I think, the Boston Red Sox now, um, although I still believe Alex Cora has a significant say based on the way he talked about being back next year and Craig Breslow saying, oh, he's definitely here. I mean, unequivocally unequivocally but i want to get into craig breslow because i did the rich keith show last night and he had a very negative take on craig breslow he believes well we just got a heimblum who's won a world series who who put on a uniform once geeky voice nervous because he was definitely nervous if you listen to some of this some of the deep breaths he had to take in between sentences to like collect himself were usually you hear those from like a 400 pound man who just climbed stairs not a skinny ex-athlete his first two minutes were what I felt like with my first two minutes with Bradfoe on the radio, like just exactly. shaking. Exactly, exactly. But I also took a more optimistic um, reaction to Craig Breslow because right now we're judging him on a press conference. That's all we have. We have no idea what he's going to do. And, you know, we, we talked a little bit on the Rich Keefe show about Nick Sirianni, terrible press conference. Huh, Nick Sirianni, is he a pretty good coach? Because the Eagles are damn good. 
Dan Campbell, this guy's awesome. He says cool things, but he might be a clown. Oh, no, he's pretty good, too, even though they had very dramatically different press conferences. Are you telling me not to judge a book by its cover? Yeah, well, sometimes you can because Adam Gase had a terrible taco chasing press conference when he um, took the job, and Adam Gase was a terrible coach who no longer is asked to coach football teams. So, I mean, it could be an indicator of what's to come. It may not. We're going to have to judge his moves and his approach. The one thing I did like was I, I think there's some honesty to him. I think there's some comfort in his own skin. I kind of liked the line about um, spending half his life trying to prove he was a baseball player, not a geek. And now, or, or, or yeah, and now he's going to prove that he played baseball, but he is a geek kind of thing, like blending his two Yale background versus, yeah, I played in the big leagues and I've hoisted a World Series trophy and all those things. But most importantly, what I liked, and I don't know if he intended it to be a dig at Bloom or not, but there were multiple references to his ability or desire to make difficult decisions. And I think that was the downfall of Bloom. I don't think he made difficult decisions very well throughout his tenure. Now you can argue other aspects were his downfall too, the plan, whatever. But I liked Craig Breslow saying, you know, I'm going to make difficult decisions. You know, I have a, a plan in mind and it's going to take difficult decisions um, being made. Um, and he'd use some big words. I know Rich Keefe also didn't like that about different, you know, synthesizing and um, thought partners or whatever those were. Theorizing. Yeah. I mean, okay, they all do that. You know, action, I, as action I, up words. To Keefe, I, I still remember when um, Theo Epstein used to say multifactorial. And the first time he said it, people were like, what, what do you tell what the hell is multifactorial? And it's not really that big an idea. It's not really that, but people hear these words like, why, why are you talking like that? Why aren't we just talking baseball? Too, too many syllables, baseball. Andy. Too right. many let's, syllables. Let's dumb it down. It's exactly stupid. what Fourier said to him on air. I sit in right field at Fenway Park. I buy a beer and I have some nuts. I don't want multifactorial or synthesization. Listen, or any Verdugo is enough syllables for me. I can't do any right. more. Salta la I couldn't so, even do that. So I took a positive approach, and I'll admit some of it is based simply in the He's not Bloom. He's not Bloom. New guy, give him the opportunity to just prove on his own two feet what he's going to be. I liked when he said um, his list of when he prioritized sort of building a team, acquisitions were the first word. It was not development. It was not that stuff. It was acquisitions, which to me is a sign of, yeah, I know I'm with the Boston Red Sox, and I know I have money, and I know I have prospects, and I know need to go acquire pitching. I need to go acquire big time players. So am I being overly optimistic based on the press conference from Craig Breslow? No. And oh, okay. good, good. Yeah, good. no, I, I, I got really excited watching him yesterday. Is uh, it just because he's not bloom? Are we excited to just have somebody no, else? It's because it's because he is bloom, but is also of the presence of mind that he needs to spend because he came right. out and said right away, like, yeah, you guys got your nerd, but I'm a nerd that won a Red Sox World Series, and not just any Red Sox World Series, 2013, because we, on the Bradfoe Show, if you listened this past year, at the very beginning of the season, we went back and we were saying there are similarities, similarities to this team compared to 2013. And that's not to say like there was some tragedy that rallied around every that team and everything, because that's how everyone in fantasy land and in fan land, that is how you look at the 2013 Red Sox, that they rallied behind the 2013 bombing. Right. They were really constructed pretty well. Like everything that they did was you had homegrown talent. You had guys like Dustin Pedroia, Jacoby Ellsbury, Nava, 
you had Middlebrooks, you had pitching in Leicester and Buckholtz, but then you also realized, especially with the pitching, that you had you had some glaring issues, and they were able to supplement that with acquisitions. That's not what happened this past year. You had Band-Aid on top of Band-Aid this past year after having a bit of a core. I mean, I, I'm very comfortable saying that the, the rookie core, the young core that they have is cemented now. Jaron Duran is looking to be a really good player. Tristan Cassis, also lost in yesterday, was nominated for a silver slugger. There are positives for what's going on with the young guys. Pitching, not so much. Pitching still needs to be figured out, and that's exactly what Craig Breslow came out and said yesterday. He, he, in my mind, ripped to shreds Heim Bloom, saying that there is a glaring hole here as far as pitching comes, and that is what I specialize in. So when he comes out and he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm a World Series contending player that also understands what was going on here previously, so I can bring those, I can tie the two together because as much as the Heim Bloom, Heim Bloom, Heim Bloom haters a lot of words there. Heim Bloom haters like to say, uh, you know, that he sucked at what he did, that he wasn't an executive. That's true. But what he was doing was something that is the new trend in baseball. And he wasn't fired because of what he was doing. He was fired for what he was not able to do. And that is why Craig Breslow was hired. He was hired to do exactly what Heim Bloom did not have the balls to do. And that is to make acquisitions. And he even said, I believe... One of the quotes was that he wants to hit the ground running that in the off season, you have very little amount of days and they're already at November 2nd. He want well now today, November 3rd, and they have to hit the ground running. So that makes me very excited that he's going to start tackling some stuff soon. <clears throat> As a Shohei Otani guy, he kind of made it known that they weren't looking to maybe sign him, that they want to go elsewhere. So Yamamoto, probably the guy that also makes me excited though, because he understands when he's turning down those like Shohei Otani thing, I know John Henry is probably back there demanding that he signs Shohei Otani. What I also imagine is that he's pushing back and saying, hey, there are better acquisitions out there like Yamamoto where you're able to spend the way that you want to spend, but you can also save that money for the fire sale that is about to hit the San Diego Padres. So I'm, I'm excited. Andy, you should be excited. Red Sox fans should be very excited for what's going to happen. I am very cautiously optimistic. I'll say no, that. No, 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 no. I'm excited. It's not cautiously because I think there is a little bit of a perfect storm. I, ha I think they have a new sheriff in town who, again, keeps saying acquisitions, keeps saying he's going to make the tough decision. So I fully expect um, there will be a prospect for elite arm type deal made. I fully expect there will be a contract bigger than anything Heim Bloom signed other than um, re-signing your own player, but a massive contract on the free agent market. I think Breslow is going to hit the ground running in this job in the way that the Boston Red Sox traditionally do business. And I think part of that is what you said. Two things happened um, in basically the 24 hours around which Breslow was being announced. The Texas Rangers won the World Series in part by spending money. So out, the narrative Allen. that you can't spend anymore because the Mets suck and the the uh, Padres suck. Like spending doesn't well, no spending does work if you spend properly and do it right. I think that's good for the Boston Red Sox who have money to spend and a reason to spend. And then the other thing, as you just mentioned, is the Padres fire sale where they're taking out fifty million dollar loans to make payroll. Not only are there going to be players available, I'm a Soto guy. I'll take Soto. Yes, please. And our team's going to be able to go kind of raid the Padres, but it also, in my opinion, takes a team that 
thought it was a big market, big spending club and is now proven it isn't in the Yankees world. It isn't in the Dodgers world. It isn't in the Red Sox world. And I think if you can get rid of some of those pretenders, this may not be good for baseball, but I don't care about baseball. I care about the Red Sox. If you can get rid of some of the pretenders, there's fewer bidders when you get into these bidding wars for high price free agents. And maybe you can get back to the days where you have to be a big market club to buy some of these guys. When Aaron Judge hits the market, there's only going to be maybe a couple teams that say, yeah, we can afford three, four, five hundred million dollars. The Red Sox should be one of those. So I think there is every reason to believe that the Boston Red Sox under Craig Breslow will be back to doing more traditional Boston Red Sox business. And let's be honest, that's what we want. It's God, no it's guarantee to work. It's so it's that puts a smile on my face. Yes, because miss, it not only I'm, entertains us in the summer, it entertains us in the hot stove, the old hot stove, the off season where you weren't like, oh yeah, they signed a, a three year deal for thirty one million dollars for this guy, or like, yeah, isn't he like thirty seven? Yeah, but yeah, but it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Like, no, no, no. Now he won you two Cy Youngs a decade ago, but he right. won two Cy Youngs. Right. He's, he has two Cy Youngs, two surgeries, and he's two years away from retirement, but we'll take him. No, no, no. I want – he's 28, and we're trading for him, or he's 26, and we're trading for him, and we're going to give him a long-term deal. Those kinds – and I really believe well, – Now, have you considered his FIP? I don't know if you've considered his FIP, Andy. I don't do FIP. I do uh, – what's the one I like? Balls I like hit and play or whatever, Bassett oh, or Babbitt. something. Babbitt. 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 I like Babbitt. That's a fun um, But, no, I, I am excited – uh, simply about Craig Breslow. And again, it's the new guy. It's the change. And I don't buy the he's a geek, same old geek. Guess what? They're pretty much all geeks. Because as I told Rich Keefe, like the old school, you know, the Clint Eastwood scout from that movie who's like beating the bushes of some, no, they're dead. Is that trouble <laughs> with the curve? They're, they're, yeah, they're dead. Yeah. They're literally dead. They're like, those guys don't exist anymore. You either, you're, I know Dave Dombrowski is, but like, you're either a, 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 a true geek or you're a blended baseball slash geek. And I think those are the two options now. You're like, there's no old school scout GM anymore that's going to come through those doors. So I think you tried the geek. The geek didn't work. Now you try the geek blended with baseball. That's Breslow. That could work. And the other thing I find funny is, as we wrap up this uh, November 3rd, Friday morning, Breaking Boston, is the juxtaposition of Boston versus Foxborough, where some people are complaining you got a geek, but in Foxborough, people want a geek because the old school football guy isn't winning anymore. And I'm like, wait, you want a geek in football, but not a geek in baseball? Because like, we're never happy. That's the bottom line. It's always that we want what we don't have, because if you're not winning, the way you're trying it isn't working. No, maybe you just have the wrong guy. Maybe you had the wrong geek. You had the bad geek. Now you got the good geek who's played baseball. And when he settles down and can breathe right, I think is going to be a great leader for this We've got the geek that you don't have to shove in the locker. We've right. got the geek you like hanging out with. Right, the cool geek, the successful yeah. geek, the geek that the girls are like, he's a geek, but he's going places. He's I going think I'm going to latch myself nope. to that geek right tether, there. Tether he's myself there. Right. He's he's going to be having a nice 401k someday. I, I recognize that much. He is Coop Leonard. He is the man behind the Baseball Isn't Boring, the Bradfoe Show, all the various entities that he's taken part of with our WEEI and Odyssey baseball family. And the beauty of it now is stick with Coop, stick with Bradfoe, because the offseason could be as interesting as the in-season was this past year. Craig Breslow is now the chief baseball officer with the Boston Red Sox. We have hope again in Red Sox Nation that the activities of November and December 
will get us ready for March and April. I am Andy Jumbo Hart. This is Breaking Boston, where every weekday morning, we bring you the biggest story of the day, the biggest topic of the day, and we put it through your podcast speakers via the Odyssey Network. So download the Odyssey app, follow us, rate, review, tell a friend. We're going places. I don't know where we're going, but we're going places, and the Boston Ho- Red Sox are going Hopefully back. Jersey Street. Jersey Street Jersey is a Street, couple go. times. Yeah.